Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Now, I'm surprised to see a figure in the paper here of around 2,000 people suffer from alopecia because I, I genuinely thought the numbers were a lot higher than that. Now, I maybe this is referring generally to, say, alopecia totalis as a universalist because I would imagine the amount of people I, I heard it was one in 6,000 would suffer from alopecia areata. But I'll get around to that in a few minutes. But anyway... The Minister of Social Protection, Heather Humphreys, has said that there will be a €500 grant will go some way to helping people to buy hair pieces or of whatever they need to use to obviously cover it up if they feel that's what they need to do. And the government grant will go to people who suffer from hair loss due to illness. Uh, Also, it could be due to cancer and things like that as well. And will also include hair loss resulting from cancer forms or alopecia. To join me, joining me in the air, uh, to find out a little bit more about it, is Paddy from from Alopecia Ireland. Good afternoon to you, Paddy. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for having me on the show. Now, I have a vested interest here because I have alopecia. Oh, very good. I lost all my hair when I was nine years of age. Oh, I was wondering how you knew the totalis and universalis. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right, you, you probably are more than 2,000. Yeah, where do they yeah. get this figure of 2,000 from? We, Is it... 2,000 will probably claim okay. because they will be in the brackets that will be um, needing the full hair piece, the full hair wig. Okay. But I was saying that it will be, because I said yesterday um, at the meeting with the minister that there'll be 2 to 3% of population that we would expect would have um, severe condition of like, alopecia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people can have partial hair loss, of course, which is alopecia areata, where, yeah. you know, you might have a woman or, or a man, for that matter, That's who it. will lose a, a large clump at the back That's of their it. head. And, and there is procedures out there or methods where they can buy a partial piece. That's it, yes. You know, so they will only, they, they, the grant is a max of 500 and whatever they will need out of that, they won't get the 500. They will get... So if you only spent a fifty euro, they'd get the fifty, and the government mm. wouldn't. The four fifty would stay. Okay. Yeah. Now, up to this point, uh, people who had a medical card could claim uh, a certain amount, couldn't yeah. they? They can't get both. No. It'll be one or the other. Yeah. Right, and also, of course, if you are, uh, you know, self-employed, you can claim back on tax on a med one yeah. form too, to some yeah. degree. Okay. Yeah. But the five hundred quid. Now let's talk about this because nowadays, unfortunately, with the price of hair systems or hair replacement or wigs, whatever word you want to use, because different people use different words, because we always find, I, I suppose, people with alopecia, that there's a stigma attached to the word wig, and I don't know why, but there always are. Yeah. And the same with men with toupees, there's a stigma yeah. attached to the word toupee or hair piece. Uh, but in saying that, these things can be very expensive. To get a, to get yeah. one that will last well, that looks realistic, that has proper human or reme hair, as they call it, I mean... It can be expensive and you can it go to... in the thousands. Yeah, and you could go to two of them in a year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They need a lot of minding. And even the repair, one girl was talking about the repair to her wig was over a thousand euro. Okay, that was just to get it what they call revented, which is yeah, putting new hair yeah, back into it again. Yeah. Okay. So, so they are expensive. Um, so some people are using real hair just for the special occasions and synthetics for the others. For, the, for going out during the day, day like... Day, yeah. Yeah. And of the, of the say, 2,000 people, let's just assume those 2,000 have alopecia universalis or totalysis where they're bald. I mean, how many of those people, at what percentage, are happy enough, are confident enough, I suppose, to walk out onto the street and, you know, walk through the city streets bald? Particularly with women, I suppose, we talk more. There are very few of us. Yeah. I would, but there are very few of us. Yeah. See, you I know. wouldn't. Would you not? No. Oh, very good. Yeah, no, no. I do. I do because... Um, I just feel the more people who get talking about this condition, the more support we'll have among our own. That's, that's the only reason I do it. 
I don't so, think people understand fully the emotional no, they don't. Uh, effect of alopecia. Like, I'll give yes. you my personal example. When I was, you know, kind of in my, between the ages of 16 and 30, before I did something about it, um, I used to wear, wear baseball caps and things like That's that. That's it, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, like if I went to a wedding, I would step out of a family photograph. Yeah, I, I, I would feel awkward about things like that. And then um, one day I was at a rehearsal for a concert and mm-hmm. I'd forgotten because I was in kind of... It was in the workplace. Okay. I just went out without the hair on. I forgot completely. I just only took a picture of the, the egg just sitting in the middle of the crowd. But nobody was looking at me. It's the first time I realised, actually, nobody gave a hoot because they were more engaged with the rehearsal. But you do think people are looking, don't you? This is the you problem. Do think. But now, in fairness, now I'm walking down the street, living in the inner city of Dublin, I'm walking down and I look at somebody with purple hair. Of course. I look at the tattoos. Yeah. I mean, I'm always looking at somebody thinking, oh, they're a god, have they no mirrors? <laughs> and then they say the same to me. Like, why is she now <laughs> cover her head up? But it's most uncomfortable. Mm. You know, and like, even yesterday, walking over to um, the minister's office, I had a wig on me. I had one in my bag. And it rained on the way over. So I had to change. Okay. It rained. It looked like it was going to rain the way back. I have no other hair. So I took it off and she says, Oh, okay. So I said, well, this is the way I normally would be. Yes, yeah, you know, what I use is, it's, for those who don't know, is a bonded system. So I, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I bonded on, which means, unfortunately, it doesn't last as long. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's permanently on. I don't have to take it well, off or anything. I just or anything take mine that. off like a hat, which, <laughs> right, which okay. is great fun. <laughs> okay. And that, can that be quite uncomfortable on you? Because there's elastics, I imagine, at the back to hold it on. That's what annoys me. It's, it's just, it, your hair, your head overheats and then the... Elastic sticks in, and it's just uncomfortable. And I'm always actually convinced that it doesn't smell nice. Right, like okay. It's not like when you're used to using shampoo, and you have the lovely flavours and the scents. Yeah. You know, and then this does not smell the same. Okay, even if you wash it out, because it doesn't contain oh, yeah, natural hair oils. Yes, yeah. But it always smells like something plasticky. Okay, all right. It always does. That's the way. But I, I think it's more me than the reality. Yeah, you might be very conscious of yeah. that too, of course. Yeah. yeah. So That's when I don't have it on. I don't even think of it. Yeah, you feel much freer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's like it's like you walk out into a forest, just free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, the you, stand, the you stand under the hot chair and you go, oh, I can feel the water in my head. It's Actually, lovely. It's, it's a funny feeling, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, know, I know exactly the yeah. feeling that yeah. you're talking about, Paddy. But, I mean, when Paddy, when did you lose your hair? I lost it uh, 11 years ago. Okay. And what yeah. age, can I ask you what age you were when you lost your Okay, okay. Are you a 51 at the time or you're a 51? 51 then, yeah. Okay. And it was a bit of a shock to the system at 51. And did it all just come out together or did you, did you get alopecia areata first or what? How did um, it happen to you? It came out together. And what, was there a moment, I mean, can you put it down? A lot of people put it down to a moment in their life, maybe a death in the family or a separation, divorce or something like that. Can you put it down to a um, moment in your life? So I had had surgery and then a couple of years after surgery they were having to do biopsies. Okay. So we put it down to repeated biopsies being a bit traumatic on the system. That's what we put it down to. To the stress, that, The doctors couldn't confirm that because they couldn't actually, um, they couldn't just nail it. Well, there is still no real understanding of alopecia apart from the fact it's overactive white cells essentially attacking your hair follicles. Yeah, Um, Yeah. and everybody, we had one of our support meetings one night, we went around just to say, like, who, anybody could pinpoint it. All of us had thyroid issues. Right, okay either surgery for thyroid or they're taking stuff. So they said, well, maybe it's thyroid. Then, he, then one person puts the stand in the works and say, well, I actually don't have any problem with my thyroid. Mm. You know, so what I often say to you is, please, please do all the research questionnaires that we put up on our links on the website. 
because the more research they do, the more we learn about why we have it. I, I had some interesting theories many, many years ago when I worked with people with alopecia um, in another business I was in. And some of the things that were quite strange, like I, I had a woman I knew and she, was, she had alopecia. She got pregnant and when she got pregnant, her hair grew back. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then and when, when she had the baby, the hair fell back out again. Oh, that's right, yeah. And we've had the opposite at the meetings where the hair thinned, fell out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stayed out and then the next baby came back. Yeah, very mm-hmm. strange. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm curious, by the way, if there's anybody listening today who has alopecia because it is something that we don't talk about enough. I'd love to hear from you, by the way. The number's 087-188-0008. And I think the more we talk about alopecia and things like that, uh, I suppose letting the general public who maybe have no understanding of what alopecia is and why it affects people the way it does, it, not just, you know, in the physical sense, but certainly in the emotional sense, I think is a good thing for people to understand. Yeah, and if they understood, then they might be less inclined to say things that upset because, okay, I'm a little bit tougher and that I can I take it. But some nights you just think, you know, I'm really not in the mood for somebody passing a comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and, and people seem to feel the need to tell you how to fix it. Yeah. Um, but if they could fix it, we would have done it ages ago. And do you think the 500 quid that Heather Humphreys is, is kind of giving, I'm assuming that's a yearly figure, not like glasses, which should be every two years. I'm assuming it's a yearly figure. It is, yeah. yeah. Is, is that good enough? Is that enough? I know well, you, you know, think it's a start. Uh, it's, it's a step on the ladder. You know, <laughs> I know. Honest, but, but is it enough? We've been battling for so long for some support. Like none of the health, health insurance places will give us anything. You know, and it's, Nowhere, everywhere you went, it was no, no, no. And meantime, the wakes were getting dearer and dearer. You know, and, and unfortunately, in the, in the 11 years that I'm I, with it, the number of um, social media, Instagrammable, all this sort of stuff, images so much more in your face these days. Mm-hmm. Yes. Before, it wasn't as bad, but like, mother of God, it's so hard these days to walk out mm-hmm. and people just gawking and looking and just thinking, like, really? And how do you handle, Paddy, are you okay with it? Have you, have you learned to deal with it or, or does ah, yes, it still upset yes. you on a daily basis? They, it, it, some days you're, you're better than others at dealing with it. It's just if somebody passes the comment that on a day that you're tired, it just yes. knocks oh, you know. for six. It can knock you for six. Other days it just... I remember, I remember I was uh, at an award show, a radio award show, and I mentioned this, it was in the paper at the time as well, and there was individuals who would remain nameless, actually, since one since has apologised to me, well, they've all apologised to me since, anyway, but they were drunk, and they were behind me, I was standing at the bar talking to the radio station manager at the time, and I could hear behind me the, these voices, you know, giggling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I heard um, one of them say to the other, go on, give it a tug and see does it come off. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and literally, I felt somebody, now it doesn't come off, by the way, but yeah. I felt well, somebody... I felt somebody pulling at my hair. Yeah. And I yeah. just, I said, like, these are grown men. That's right, yeah. And I, that can but be really upsetting, can't it? You see, anything can happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they, the alcohol kind of takes over sometimes. And they, they, it, hopefully they feel like idiots later on. But, mm. you know, it's, it's strange. But I, I and does that concern to, you on a windy day or whatever like that? Does it concern you? Oh, on a windy you? day, I wouldn't wear it. Right, it okay. Off. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I wouldn't because it's more embarrassing then. Now, I, I did the, the marathon there a few years ago. Somebody wanted to walk it, so I said I'd walk with them. And uh, I needed six hats because of all the perspiration. Right. But on the way home, because obviously on a marathon day, there's no way you can get transport. So I walked home, obviously. And uh, coming up the road, some kids decided to pull the hat off. Oh, no. So I kept walking. Yeah. And they ran off with the hat in the hand. And I stitched his laugh and thought it was hilarious. And when he turned around and saw me, I never broke my pace. 
Yeah. Because it's more painful to do that. Yeah. So I just kept walking. The drivers going down the street were in shock. I said, the kids will never put a hat off somebody again, I think. Because yeah, they right. got such a fright when they turned around. See, kids can be cruel, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, and I remember I, when I was in school, yeah. uh, you know, that used to happen. When I had alopecia areata, even at the start, my nickname in school was Patchhead. Uh, and, right. Yeah, and kids can be so cruel because they don't have yeah. an understanding of how that might affect people. But look, yeah. it is good news. It is good news. Yeah. It is good news. And it's, what, it's, it's, what is really great news is that it, more people will now be able to say that's what they have because more of us are talking about it. Mm-hmm. And the more times the, the word alopecia is heard. Well, I mean, look, alopecia got a lot of publicity there Huge. last month. Huge, yeah. Of course, with the Chris Rock. Uh, situation. Now, don't get me wrong, Will Smith shouldn't have given him a box. Uh, but in saying that, Chris Rock shouldn't have said what he said because either. I, like all of our families have had to put up with listening to people being cruel to us as well. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's very hard to stand by and hear someone you care about being mocked mm-hmm. or laughed at. So you can understand why somebody does something, but you can't justify it. But you can see where it's not only about me, it's the wider circle. Oh, she used to break my mother's heart because I'd come in yeah. crying to her all the time when yeah. they were calling me names. So it would break her heart. And my, and my mother, when I was uh, seven or eight, whenever it fell at first, I was marched up to Temple Street Hospital every six weeks. Yeah. And in those days, the cure for alopecia, which I don't think they do very much now, thankfully, because I don't think it's hugely successful, was cortisone injections in your head. Isn't it? Unbelievable. The yeah. pain of that. Oh, yeah. You used to get 26 cortisone yeah. injections in a patch, like in your yeah. head. Yeah. And you'd be walking out looking like a dartboard. I swear <laughs> yeah. to God, it was terrible. And I was yeah. only I was only about eight years of age. Yeah. But my mother, of course, thought she was doing the right thing. That's and right. Because yeah. that's what she was told would work. But she was told to do. And like a lot of the, the young adults had the same problem that they were trying to do everything. And like one girl I met at a meeting, she had put on so much extra cream in the hopes it would grow faster. And of course, she scarred her head that it won't grow at all. Yeah. So she's born scars and all sorts of scars on her head. And like, you know, so many things being thrown at us. But something that works for one person may not work for everybody. Yeah, and a lot of people throughout the years have been taken advantage uh, by, you know, individuals who yeah. say, here, you know, rub this in your head for 10 minutes a day so you'll, your hair will grow back. Oh, you did it only for nine minutes, so it won't work. <laughs> it won't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Work. And walk around the garden four times backwards. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Another treatment that they had in the matter private at the time, uh, my mother brought me there too and spent a lot of money. It was called PUVA treatment, PUVA treatment. I'm not too sure you're familiar with that. No. Uh, where they basically put this lotion on your skin which makes your skin sensitive to ultraviolet light. Oh, and, th- yeah, and then they put you in this room with like a suntan room <gasps> and it literally burns your skin. Yeah. And the, per- the, the theory was that would make your hair grow. Ah. Yeah, yeah. But they were, like, I did put up, um, there was, from one of the dermatological society meetings there that was last year I think um, during COVID and it was all on alopecia so they've moved on hugely from that and thanks mm. to COVID I was able to join on by Zoom the meetings in America for their national event and okay. they have a lot of research going on. Now we can't join that research because we're on the wrong side of the pond but we can at least avail of the results of it Okay, no. and, and it's good to hear as is the conversation. We want to have that conversation today, by the way. If anybody has alopecia and you want to come on, the number is 087-188-0008. I don't claim to be an expert, but I know a lot about it. Uh, Say there for a second, Paddy, because I want to go to Chloe as well. Oh, oh actually, uh, Paddy, I, yep. I, I know you're busy and I know people, if people want to get more information, can they go, they can go to your website as well, can't well, they? I put up as much information. I check it every week to, for new articles that are coming out, okay. both local and international. So we put up as much, and if people have more information, just email the link, the web email address there, and I'll put it up. 
Okay. No. And yeah. the web the website is what's the website Alapesia Ireland dot if you want to go to it. Paddy, yeah. listen, thank you very much indeed. Thanks I appreciate nice. you come on. Right. Bye bye. There you go. That's Paddy from alopeciaireland.ie. Let me go to Chloe. You're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Chloe? Hi Niall, how are you keeping? Good, Chloe. Now how are you? Very good. Thanks very much for asking me on. Oh, you're you're quite welcome. Now, Chloe, you have alopecia too. When did you when did you get alopecia? I got alopecia, Nile, um, five years ago. Um, I was diagnosed with alopecia areata, okay. which it then actually grew back a couple of months later. And then a couple of months after that, um, it came out, but this time much, much faster and much more dramatic. That's, quite, now, a, that's I, quite a common thing to happen, by the way. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I'm now um, about a year and a bit, I'm actually, I'd say, almost two years into regrowth. So I still have alopecia, and I still have it very visibly at the back of my head. Um, but it's nice to hear a little success story every now and again, and a little absolutely. bit of hope, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, to people who get alopecia, can I reassure people that anybody who gets a patch of hair missing, and you know it's alopecia because it literally is, your skin is white. You you literally, don't have, it looks like you don't even have any roots. Um, if you do get it, in most cases, it grows back. It's, it is rare that it all falls out and doesn't grow back again. So that's a very unusual situation. But it does happen, unfortunately, to a few thousand people every year. Um, so how did you, when your hair fell out, I mean, what was your reaction at the time? You must have been gutted, were you? Oh, God, I was. I, I was a young girl in my early 20s. I loved makeup, hair. I used to get my highlights done every six weeks. I was, you know, loved all the beauty side of things. So, you know, I just felt like my identity was taken from me over the space of a couple of nights and I suppose what was happening to me physically I couldn't keep up with mentally and it was an extremely tough time and just reiterating what Paddy was saying there it, it was really really hard for me it was extremely painful and difficult mm. for my loved ones my parents my brother my partner you know, to watch on and see someone you love go through all that. Yeah. I think it was particularly difficult for them, as hard as it was for me. Because they're watching what was normally a very outgoing Chloe uh, yeah. go very into herself because maybe you yeah. didn't want to go out as much or be seen as much. Oh, I didn't. I locked myself in the house. So I thought that was the best thing to do and just wait for it to, um, you know, all tie over. And unfortunately, mm. that wasn't the case. I was still stuck in the house a month later and, it was only getting worse every every night I go sleep. I'd wake up and it was worse. And um, so locking myself in the house and hoping that I would just you know bury my head in the sand and that it would all go away was definitely not the answer. I've not heard of people who are afraid to even brush their hair because every time they brush their hair they'd see clumps of hair in it, and and they were yeah, afraid to brush their hair. And I'd, I'd say to people, if it's happening to you, I'm sorry to hear that it's happening to you, but don't be afraid to brush your hair. If it is coming out in the hairbrush, there's nothing you can do about it. And not brushing your hair is not going to make an ounce of difference. It'll still fall out, unfortunately. Absolutely. That was me. I wouldn't brush my hair and I wouldn't wash my hair. Now, that if, if you have alopecia or any type of hair loss, the hair is either going to shed away or it's not. If yeah. it's loose and you brush it and you wash it, it's going to come away. It's going anyway. to go away anyway, yeah. But what you could be doing by not releasing that loose hair, you could be blocking the follicle from a new hair growing. Mm-hmm. By not washing your hair, you could be blocking the follicle with oils. 
it's really, really important to keep your scalp super, super clean. Um, so, yeah, sometimes we can be our own worst enemy, just out of pure fear. And is that thing that you're being told then as well, that the more you worry about it, the worse it gets because that oh. stresses you out. But you really can't not worry about it because it's the most oh. obvious thing in your body because it's the first thing, particularly with a girl. And, I, and by the way, I'm a man and I, I, I understand the emotional distress it can cause because I've had it since I was eight or nine years of age. Yeah. But, but in saying that, for a girl, girls would normally have a lot more hair than men, obviously. Um, you know, and it's normally a lot thicker. And it's, you know, I mean, look, all we have to do is look at Instagram and look at television yeah. at the way, you know, women promote, you know, getting their hair done. So for a, a girl, that's a really difficult thing to deal with. Yeah. And it's a vicious circle, you know. People are telling you not to stress about it. And you're kind of looking at them thinking they're half mad. <laughs> you know, I had, I had male doctors that lovely, in their 50s, lovely full head of hair. And he's telling me, a girl in her early 20s, not to stress about it and not to panic. And I'm looking at him saying, oh, my God, has this fella gone mad? You know, it just doesn't really make sense when you're in that situation. You know, you're all human. And what what treatments did you get, by the way, from those doctors? Because when you're at that point, you will take, if somebody said to you, well, you know, if I stick Bryce Krispies into your head, it'll work. You'd try it. So what what treatment did you go? I'm telling you now, there was nothing I didn't try. Um, I tried everything medical. I tried... um, uh, stuff that's in research that I paid to get over from Australia. I tried loads of different things. I even tried um, cabbage stalks, banging them off my head. It's an old ways tale that make your hair grow. What, what um, banging what off your head? <laughs> cabbage stalks. Right. Um, yeah. So you bang the cabbage stalks out your head. Yeah, I had to do it every couple of hours. So I'd be in work and I'd go in, I'd take my wig off and I'd start banging. When I get home at the end of the day and I take that wig off, the smell off my head was putrid. It was definitely not my finer moment. But look, if you said do this and it might help, I was willing to try. I did absolutely everything. You know, you're. Is there anything else you rubbed in your head just for the crack, like to think about? Oh God, um, mayonnaise. Was so somebody else told me mayonnaise years ago? Rub mayonnaise in your head. That'll work. God, yeah, no, cabbage stalks is definitely the worst. It was, uh... <laughs> cabbage stalks. I have an image of you, Chloe, standing there in front of the yeah. mirror with your two cabbage stalks banging them on your head. Yeah, it wasn't my finer moment. No, no. Uh, I'm sure you I tried all that. the minoxidil and all those other kind of cures and none of them work. Yeah. No, they yeah, don't work. They don't work. No, and you know what? It's, it's nice sometimes to hear. I have my Instagram page that you know about. And it's Chloe's hair fair. And I get loads of messages. And it's really, really nice to hear because just because something didn't work for me doesn't mean it won't work for someone else. So mm. I love when people come back and look, 10 people might say I tried minoxidil and then one person might say it worked for me. The next person might say doesn't. But it's really, really important because, you know, like Paddy said, there's not a huge amount of research out there and studies out there. So I'm like, I, ha- I have this little encyclopedia in my DMs on Instagram that is like, all this information and research of people, what works for them and what didn't. And when you're in the vulnerable situation and you're looking for places to turn, sometimes it's nice to just know, okay, what did other people try? Forget like what the doctors recommend, forget what I should, what I shouldn't. But what is men and women in this actual... But see, here's the problem. And I remember a doctor telling me this years ago who specialised in alopecia. And when I mentioned the Rice Krispies a few minutes ago, he said, and he was the one who told me the Rice Krispies, he said, if I told you to go home and rub Rice Krispies on your head, and you went home and rubbed Rice Krispies on your head. And coincidentally, because with alopecia, sometimes your hair can grow back again, mm-hmm. your hair started growing back. You'd say it was the Rice Krispies and you'd go and tell somebody else it's the Rice Krispies that did it for me. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's what... So maybe in that particular girl's case who used the minoxidil, her hair might have been grown back anyway. I'm not saying minoxidil is not good. Exactly. People men use men use exactly. it for hair restoration. 
yeah, there, mm. there is there is spontaneous fall and regrowth, and yeah. um, that's exactly it. And it's only by getting the conversation going and all, you know, discussing it with each other that we kind of learn, right, what do you do, what do you... Like, what I, what I did and what I've kept up long-term for myself was specific vitamins, um, good, expensive products for my hair, and then a lot of internal work, looking after myself, you know, lots of self-care, lots of yoga, and I kept it up religiously, kept up the same thing for a couple of years because I found I was doing so much and trying a treatment and then giving up on it and trying something else and giving... And I thought to myself one day, right, okay, if my hair goes back, I won't actually be able to pinpoint what actually caused it to go back and I, I won't know how to continue. Mm-hmm. So I just said, right, and I say to anyone who's trying something, I'm like, don't try something and then after a month say, you know, I'm giving up on it. Like say, oh, I'll up my vegetable intake. Don't do it for a month and then stop. It no. takes your body an awful lot of time. Of course, try something, yeah. Try something, try a new shampoo for nine months. If then you think, right, this isn't the thing for me, then change. But just kind of take it bit by bit, give everything a And chance. you know what? I'm, I'm so surprised that we haven't focused more because it's not life-threatening, of course. You know, scientists and researchers, that money is, isn't put into it. But, you know, yeah. when you have so many women across the country, and men, of course, but particularly women after they have a baby and their hair starts thinning, or, you yeah. know, people who have suffered from cancer, of course, they might lose their hair, for, you know, for temporarily, but that will normally grow back again, but it may grow back thinner. Uh, and women who get, as they get older, even through menopause, their hair will grow yeah. thinner. And that we don't put more research into it because it is so important for people. But close getting to the wigs and the government's announcements today which is why we're talking about it so the government have announced today they're going to give 500 euro per year um, towards headpieces or wigs so yeah. would you spend how much do you spend a year on wigs um i wear i i wear human hair wigs i i i do have a, my skin in general on my body be quite sensitive and i find the synthetic wigs the plastic ones um would it irritate my scalp and obviously I don't want my scalp to be irritated I want it to be the best I prefer the human hair wigs anyway I prefer to care for them um, so if you're talking human hair you're talking about a more expensive wig on my human hair wigs I've spent anywhere between 500 euros abroad up to about 2,500 euros here in Ireland um, and if you, if I was wearing a human hair wig constantly um, i get about anywhere between six nine months out of it before it, before it starts going really dry yeah it goes very dry and the exactly. hair starts falling out yeah exactly like my first week I didn't know how to care for it too well and after six months it just looked atrocious yeah and that was about 1500 euros and then um, obviously at the time I wasn't expecting to be financially trained by alopecia so I'm in a very lucky position my parents were fantastic they bought my first wig, they bought my second wig again, but the second one then was about two and a half thousand euros. So you're talking, I'm about six, seven months into this atrocious situation that is happening to me, and my parents already after forking out thousands. Um, and like I have, I've had private health insurance my whole life, because I wasn't going through chemotherapy, I was not entitled to anything back that, Which I find that unbelievable, that with private health insurance, yeah. they, do, they don't cover alopecia. Yeah, like I do get it because alopecia can be a lifelong disease and I suppose with chemotherapy they're saying, right, this person might need, it's, it's a business at the end of the day, they would of say course. this person might need one or two weeks, we'll pay out for that. They look at alopecia, they say, I can't, like, I'm not, not for the rest of our life, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to get their money's worth out of the plan, you know, but it, yeah. it is unfair, like you spend thousands and thousands on 
health insurance, you know, but there's two sides to it. Um, okay. Then I don't have a medical card, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I'm if you have a medical card, you can claim back a certain amount. Um, a certain amount. If you're self-employed, you can claim back a certain amount on your med one. But now, look, the grant is 500 quid. I suppose it's 500 quid better off in your pocket than theirs. Exactly. Do you know what? If you have alopecia, you're going to be bloody buying the wigs anyway. Yeah. You know, it's so, so nice to get the little bit of recognition um, and to get even this, what we're doing right now, to get the conversation going, you know, it's it's brilliant. It's definitely brilliant for the country. It's def- definitely brilliant for all the alopecians out there that people are talking about it more and that, look, they have some little bit of help. We ha- oh, I didn't realise we had a title, alopecians. Okay, we have oh, alopecians. <laughs> <laughs> we have a title now. I'm, I'm officially an alopecian. I'm in the club now. Well, look, (laughs) look, if you're looking for more information or there's any questions you'd like to ask, by the way, Chloe has her own Instagram as well. You can go Chloe's Hair Affair. Uh, You can go on to her. That's your Instagram account, isn't it? That is my Instagram account. Correct. Chloe's Hair Affair. Uh, You can pop on there and we can throw up a link actually, come here or something like that. Maybe Ashton can throw up a link on our socials as well uh, to it. And people, if they have any questions, if you've just got alopecia, you're looking for a little bit of advice or a little bit of help, uh, I'm sure you'll tell people where you get your wigs, etc, etc. And do you know what, Niall? It's just about normalising it. And instead of flicking through Instagram and seeing all the Kylie Jenners and stuff, sometimes it's nice to flick through your homepage and see a patchy head and to see a cool wig. And, do you know mm. what I mean? It's just yeah. to normalise the whole thing. Okay, by the way, would you ever go out without your wig? I do, recently enough. I have, um, just since about March, my hair has come down enough that I'm covering the patches, but I still have my treasured wigs and I still, I do still wear them. Um, I do, okay. I do have quite a bit at the back still missing okay. so I have to say she my beautiful wigs Alright, listen, thank you very much indeed Chloe, uh, there you go, go to Chloe's Hair Affair or her Instagram, we'll put some links in our social, and I want to hear from you by the way it's good that the conversation has started around alopecia thanks by the way to Heather Humphreys from the Department of Social Protection, but in saying that, a lot of people saying it's not enough, 500 is not going to go a long way, you hear Chloe and Paddy talking about the fact that a wig that's realistic, that's good, that's made of human hair, and by the way, no humans are harmed to get the hair, by the way, for those somebody who texts in and says, no, I don't think it's right you know, taking people's hair it's a religious thing there, you know, in many countries of the world, it's a religious ceremony where they cut off the hair, so it's not being used. So they sell it then to these Chinese factories who make the wigs. Uh, the number's 087-188-008. Maybe you're affected. Just to mention as well, by the way, this new €500 Euro grant is not just for people with alopecia, it's also people, by the way, who lose their hair to cancer as well. Now, of course, uh, if you do lose your hair to cancer uh, and you do have a medical card, you can go and get money through the HSC as well or get a wig or partially paid for through the HSC. It won't pay for the whole thing because they are quite expensive. Uh, if you have a medical card, you can also as well. And also, if you are self-employed, you can put it obviously down uh, on your tax returns as a medical expense. Uh, if you're a PAYE, I believe you can put some of it down on a Med 1 form, but not all of it. But this at least makes a difference that everybody's entitled to. It doesn't matter what your earnings are, what you do, what you do for a living and what medical cards you have. At least you get 500 quid once you prove that you've lost your hair through a medical condition. Uh, let me go to John Wall. Uh, John has been on the show many times. He's a great campaigner in relation to people looking for medical cards and people with cancer as well. John, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Tina. How are you doing? John, this can only be good news, can't it? Mind you, it could be a bit more than that because 500 quid is not going to cover the bill. Uh, it may not cover the full bill, but it's, it's certainly a start. And uh, I was listening to your conversation there with uh, Paddy and Chloe. Uh, really, really interesting. But I think it's important to, to widen the discussion uh, to, to, um, in relation to what you can uh, claim for. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, when I heard of the, uh, the the grant itself, I got onto the Department of Social Welfare last week just to clarify something. And it does include headscarves and coverings, for example, caps. Okay. So there are people, a lot of people out there, whether it be through alopecia or indeed um, as a result of uh, treatment of a disease, for example, that lose their hair. And they don't want to wear wigs, perhaps, or a hairpiece. Um, so they resort, uh, not even resort, but they prefer to uh, wear a headscarf or a cap. Yeah. And that's males and females alike. And that's mm. why it's important, I think, to, to widen the discussion. Just let people uh, know that um, there are um, there are benefits out there which they can uh, avail of, uh, compliments of the state. And as you say, it's uh, in some cases not going to cover the full bill, but uh, 500 is better than zero. And uh, it's a starting point. Yeah. I mean, look, you've listened to the, the ladies that were on there in relation to the wigs, if they do want to buy wigs, you know, for, uh, particularly for women, because the hair is obviously longer. The wigs can cost anywhere between 500 and 2000. Um, it would be unusual to get a wig uh, that looked anyway decent, I suppose, for less than 500 quid. So from that point of view, could they gone a little bit further, do you think? I mean, and also we, we, I mentioned as well there to Chloe, she was talking about private health insurance. They will cover hair loss through cancer, uh, you know, the replacement of a wig or whatever, but they won't for alopecia. Is that a little bit unfair too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think uh, they can go a lot further with this. It's As I said, it's, it really is just a starting point. And uh, it's worth noting as well, I, um, I talk to a lot of people that uh, live with hair loss and children is something that's uh, not discussed very much in this country. But the Little Princess Trust actually in the UK looks after a lot of Irish children because mm-hmm. um, the service isn't available uh, in this country. So it's something to keep an eye on. It's not just, uh, we, you know, we associate hair loss or with alopecia with adults and possibly with females. But um, hair loss is something that affects uh, children Absolutely. and adults alike of both sexes. Yeah. Um, and it, the, problem, the problem with children is, just from my experience, and obviously I lost all my hair when I was eight or nine years of age, but yeah. the, the problem for children and hair replacement or wigs or whatever it is is because they're growing so quickly, it's difficult to find something that's suitable for a long period of time. Whereas as you're an adult, obviously your head doesn't get any bigger, generally speaking. It's more or less stays the same shape and size. Whereas with a child, unfortunately, it means replacing it more often because, you know, and then the other problem, of course, with a child with a wig is when they're going to school, there's always that possibility of a bully, you know, pulling it off or whatever else. So there is those situations. So it's it's a very conscious decision to, you know, for a child to wear a wig. It is, but there are, there are, um, there are children that do wear uh, hair pieces, uh, wigs, uh, and not just that, as I said, it's, it's hair coverings as well, or caps. Mm. They're all included uh, as part of this grant. And um, I was quite surprised, actually, with the figure of 2,000. Yeah, so was I. But I mentioned at the top yeah, of the show. I thought it was a lot more than that. A I lot. would imagine, I imagine it would be that the, um, I think they're referring possibly to, uh, could be Totalis Universalis in, in which, terms of the... Which is uh, what the I have. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's hair loss in general. It's not just uh, what we, I, I guess, uh, we would traditionally associate with alopecia. It, it covers, um, it's, it's hair replacement, hair loss. It covers, mm. uh, you know, a wide array of, uh, of people. And um, I think there's, there's many that aren't aware of it. And the more, this, uh, the more conversations we have uh, like this, the more that uh, news outlets talk about it, the more people become aware that there's actually help out there. Because a lot of people, I think, uh, are paying, you know, themselves um, tough times for a lot of people out there. And um, this, it really makes a difference. You know, when I lost my own hair during treatment, um, it um, be quite very conscious of it. Now uh, I didn't uh, replace the hair, yeah. But I um, 
I wore caps and that type of thing. And but I, I didn't get any advice at the time. I wish I did because it's very scratchy on your head and all the rest of it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there are special caps that you can get, uh, especially if you lose during cancer treatment. Your skin is sensitive and all the rest of it. So yeah, uh, there's help out there. Again, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, companies doing doing fantastic things in terms of providing wigs. Hair pieces, uh, head scarves, coverings, etc. There's uh, there's quite a few out there. And I, I would advise people because I'm very familiar with the business because I've been I was involved in it for a long time. That be very careful because there are people out there who extort money from people for cures and all sorts of things that don't probably work a lot of the time. Uh, and there are people who take advantage of people and charge a huge amount of money for wigs and hair. Um, you know that you could probably get a lot cheaper online too. I, I mean, a lot of the online places are very good. Uh, you know, they, I know a lot of them come from China. Yeah, it's important okay. to do the, re- the research and yeah. Alopecia Ireland is a great place to start because alopecia, as you know, it's, it's hair loss mm. and not just the, how we would traditionally associate with, with those living with alopecia. It's right across the board. It's hair loss per se. And okay. um, if, you, uh, if you do the right research, uh, you'll end up in the right place and um, that's where we want people to be that uh, have to live with this. Okay, well, this maybe this time next year, John, the minister will increase it to a thousand, which may be a more realistic figure. Well, for we should certainly difference. keep plugging away and <laughs> trying yeah, in the interim. Well, listen, it's something anyway. Listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air. John Wall, who has uh, been on the station many times as a campaigner for people getting the most, of course, uh, when they go through a very difficult illness, uh, be it alopecia, be it cancer, or whatever it happens to be. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.